Thank you for joining us today. Because we're human, even though we know God and continuously experience his love, grace, mercy, protection, provision, healing, and so much more, we sometimes fall short in our devotion to him. Satan will attack our vulnerabilities. However, just as he won't stop, we can't cease to pray and praise God, just as Hannah did. Satan could not hold her because she praised God in the midst of disheartening circumstances. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander encourages us today. Mothers, bringing your children to the house of God to worship is not an option. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Parents, it is a very sad day. When you bring your children everywhere else and yet you are negligent when it comes to bringing them to the Lord's house. Regretfully, some children grow up and never crack the doors of God's house. How sad. Parental negligence is to rear your children for 18 years in your own home and not lay a spiritual foundation upon which they can build their lives. Hannah's young child was raised up in the house of God. Can that be said of your children, parents? First Samuel chapter two, verse 18 says, but Samuel, though he was only a boy, a young child served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest, says First Samuel chapter 2, verse 18. Hannah gave God her best. She gave the sacrificial offering of her only son to the Lord. Verse 28 says, so now I give him to the Lord. I give him back to the Lord. Hannah also brought other offerings because of a love and devotion to the Lord. Not only did she bring Samuel to the Lord, but she brought additional offerings, sacrificial offerings to the Lord as an act of devotion and love to her Lord. First Samuel chapter one, verse 24 says, and when she had weaned him, she took him up with her along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh, and the child was young. Let me tell you something. You're wise indeed, parents, if you bring your children to the house of God or while they're young and moldable and impressionable. You know, when you decide to, to bring them to the house when they get 17 and 20, that's that's a tough time. Now, it's, it's OK to try then. But how much better when they're one, two and three and five and six to the point that it's a way of life with your children? As you reflect upon your own life, what have you sacrificially given to the Lord as an expression of your love to him? Hannah gave sacrificially to the Lord. 
She gave the very child she petitioned God for. She gave her only child back to God out of gratitude and thanksgiving and then gave additional sacrificial offerings in addition to Samuel. What love, what devotion that Hannah had for her God. Beloved, only when you give yourself as a sacrificial offering to the Lord will you be able to honor him sacrificially with the blessings he has bestowed upon you. I like that verse in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, which says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Parents, your children and grandchildren should see worship all over your life. Let me say that again, parents and grandparents. Your children should see worship all over your life. As a matter of fact, your lifestyle should be your worship. You worship God in reading the word of God to your children. You worship God when you sing over your children. You worship God when you have fun together as a family. You worship God when you're praying with your children. You worship God by being a godly example before your children. You worship God by being a mother and father of integrity. Uh, You worship God before your children through your servanthood and ministry in the community and even more in the Lord's church. You worship God giving your, but you can't do that until you first give yourself as a sacrificial offering to the Lord. I'd like to ask you a question. Who owns you? Is it God Or do you say you own yourself or is it Satan? (laughs) But somebody's in charge. Number six, mothers, your value before the Lord and your family will increase. Your value before the Lord and your family will increase when you allow the Lord to shape you, refine you, and sift you through the adversities of life. Did you get that? Your value before the Lord and your family will increase when you allow the Lord to actually shape you, to to chisel you, to refine you, to sift you through the adversities of life. Verse 10 says, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. Hannah kept praying through her pain. And there are some mothers that I'm talking to. Your your life is full of pain, but don't stop praying. She prayed. She continued to pray through her anguish. She continued to pray through her distress. She prayed and then she prayed and then she prayed. She refused to give up on God. Mothers, have you given up on God because of your circumstances? Don't give up. You're playing in the devil's hand. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on, hold on, hold on, and never let the hand of God go, for he is your only hope. I know that there are mothers who have been deeply betrayed. 
I know there are many mothers out there who have been deeply hurt by your husband, by children or grandchildren. You've been abandoned and, and abused, but you've survived simply because you refuse to stop praying through your adversity, even though you've been through a Abuse, even though you've been hurt, even though you've gone through pain, like that old Negro spiritual that says, nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows but Jesus. God knows how to ease your pain and put salve on those wounds. Give your trouble to Jesus. Perhaps you've been through abandonment by a husband, a neglectful and unappreciative child. That hurts. You've heard you've heard hurtful words from a sibling. Maybe you've even even been molested or abused as a child, having to give up, perhaps having to give up your life's dream because of an unexpected pregnancy. Perhaps you've experienced a discrimination in the workplace and so much more. God felt Hannah's pain. Did you hear what I said? God felt Hannah's pain and empathized with her in our situation. And he will do the same for you as well. Hannah persevered in her prayer life until God blessed her. Through the pain, through the hurt, through the mockery, she never stopped praying. Mothers, when you stop praying, you are saying your situation is too hard from God. And that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. Number seven, a praying mother brings value when she disciples and leads her children to Christ. A praying mother brings value when she disciples and leads her children to Christ. Her greatest joy is seeing her children growing in Christ likeness and bearing fruit. I repeat, her greatest joy is seeing her own children growing and her grandchildren growing in Christ likeness and bearing much fruit. Third John chapter one, verse four says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are living According to the truth, first one has to be saved by the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ before he or she can live by that truth. Beloved, some parents get so excited seeing their children score touchdowns. They get so excited seeing their children hitting the winning shot at the basketball game or scoring a goal in soccer cross the finish line to win the race, make straight A's in school, or go to a prestigious university, all of which is very good, but what is vastly greater in this brief short life we live is to know that your children are saved and living in the truth of God's word. This should bring the greatest joy to mothers and fathers to know that your children are saved without a doubt and walking according to the truth of God's word. 
Then you can close your eyes in peace and say, it is well with my soul because my children and my grandchildren are saved and walking with the Lord. Lord, whenever you call me, it's all right because my posterity is moving along in righteousness and holiness to the glory of almighty God. Number eight. A praying mother is valuable because of her ministry of encouragement to her husband, children and grandchildren. A praying mother is valuable because of her ministry of encouragement to her husband, her children and her grandchildren. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. You are to Moms, I know it can be difficult for mothers and fathers. It goes both ways. But ask God to give you the ministry of encouragement, even in the most difficult circumstances. Ask God to reveal qualities about your children, your grandchildren, your husband that can build them up and minister to them and um and, and God will bless you for having a ministry of encouragement. Parents, please do not minimize the power of encouragement in your family and refuse and, and, and don't refuse to withhold encouragement because you're bitter toward your spouse or you're bitter toward a child or they are not performing up to your expectation. Don't withhold encouragement because of jealousy or judgmental spirit. The ministry of encouragement has lasting eternal value all the way through that child's life to the glory of almighty God. The ministry of encouragement is most powerful indeed. As your children journey through the phases of their lives, they will encounter bullies. There will be jealousy in their life, in the schools and neighborhood and jobs. Your children will face sarcasm and peer pressure. They will face and encounter a competition and temptation and failures to include not making the team a not passing a qualifying exam, which means it is imperative that you have a ministry of encouragement to your children when they don't make the team, uh, when they have a setback. You're constantly reminding them that a setback is a setup for a comeback. I love that statement that Coach Rock Rackley used to say, the former coach of Judson High School. A setback is a setup for a comeback. Find a way of encouraging your family when they are down or depressed or discouraged. It keeps them from suicide. It keeps them from depression. It keeps them from hurting themselves. It keeps them from being a recluse. Husbands and wives must encourage one another as well. Uh, the, the children need to see mothers encouraging the fathers and the fathers encouraging the mothers. It goes both ways. Encouragement needs to be seen. It needs to be caught from the parents. Affirm your family with positive, uplifting, inspiring words that will lift your children's uh, and your spouse's spirit to motivate them so that they will not look for acceptance in the wrong places to their own detriment. Sadly, if your home is dysfunctional, 
if your home is judgmental and critical, your children will be in a lifetime of recovery that will carry them on into adulthood. And they'll struggle the balance of their days because of a lack of encouragement in the home. That's why the scripture says, encourage one another, edify one another, build up one another, appreciate one another, affirm one another. These are God-like qualities which honors our Lord. Finally, but not the least, the husband and children of a godly praying wife and mother will speak words of blessings upon her. You fathers out there, you children and grandchildren, if you got a mother that's a good mother and she's trying her best, you don't have to be perfect because you're not perfect. But uh, you need to be doing all you can to encourage her and let her know she is appreciated. Uh, Let her know she has value and let her know that uh, she has worth. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 28 says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Look at that. Her children not, not other children of the world, not other children. I mean, affirmation should come right from the home. It should come from right from the home. You're not the, well, get uh, your, your pizzazz from some celebrity or some rock star or some rapper. Encouragement ought to come right from the home. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Children. When is the last time you call your mother blessed and highly favored? When is the last time you just hugged your mother, looked her in her eyes and say, I love you so much? Please do it while she's alive and living, not on a sick bed, not stricken with cancer. You don't know how long you're going to have mama or daddy. Say what needs to be said now. And you won't be falling to pieces at a funeral. Her husband also. And he praises her. Not only should the children praise the mother, but the father, the husband should be affirming her, honoring her, appreciating her. As a matter of fact, the daddy praising the mom uh, and the wife will encourage the children to do the same. You know, you're not to be rough with your your wife before your children. You're teaching your son to do the same thing to his wife. You know, these things are caught. You're to never threaten your your wife. You're to never cuss your wife out. You're you're to never slam a door or, or point your finger in her face or belittle her. Shame on you. That is not love. That is of the devil. And from the pits of hell, you need to repent and apologize if you're doing such a thing. Husband and children refuse to take your wife and mother for granted. She is a special gift from God to you. Your mother, your wife is a special gift from God to you. And she really appreciates it when you encourage her, when you thank her. In the presence of others, 
when you are sensitive to her needs and not just your needs. Some of you are so self-centered, you can't see her needs. You could care less about how she feels. Be helpful around the house. Create ways to ensure that she is pampered. And be affectionate to her. Children, your mother is a blessing from God to you. I can't say it enough. Husband, your wife is a blessing from God to you. And God will bless you when you value your wife. Value the mother in the home. Especially in light of the brevity of life. Life is so short. Say what needs to be said now. Love her now. Proverbs chapter 31 verses 28 to 29 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Children, one of the most kindest things you can say to your mother is, Mom, you're the best mother in the world. I'm so glad you didn't abort me. I'm so glad you loved me when I was smelling myself. I'm glad you loved me in spite of myself. Thank you, Mom, for putting up with me. Mom, there's no one like you. I I love you, Mother. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. Her husband also and praises her. Wife, honey, you're my sweetie. I love you. Thank God for you. You say thank you when she does anything. Say thank you. Don't just sit down and eat without saying thank you. Whatever she does, whatever she goes to the store, whatever she gives you, whatever she cook. It's not a matter of taste. The fact is she cooked. If you think you can do it better, you get in the kitchen and, 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 and stand over a hot stove instead of sitting around complaining. Learn to praise her. I love the latter part of this verse 29. It says many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. I love that. But you excel them all. Mama, in other words, mama, there's nobody like you. You excel them all. To, to me, mom, you, you're, you're the best mother in the world. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Matter of fact, I thank you now for all the times I didn't say thank you. You excel them all. Husbands, you should be able to say to your wife, honey, you Excel them all. I have the wife of all wives. To me, you're my one and only love, and I shall cherish you the balance of my days. Thank you for being my wife and a blessing to this family. And all God's children said, Amen. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for. This message on the value of a praying mother. Thank you for the biblical principles we lifted from the text as it relates to Hannah, her prayer life, and the gift of the boy child Samuel. Father, let us hold on to these eternal truths.
May these words comfort the hearts of moms and dads and children and grandchildren. Oh God, for mothers that are hurting and in pain, been abused, for mothers who are in setbacks, God let them know you are able to restore what the locusts have eaten. You are able to replenish. You are able through the Holy Spirit's power to come alongside and give help and aid and assurance to mothers who need a word of comfort, assurance, and hope. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. The Word of God admonishes us to wait patiently on Him, and He will give us the desires of our hearts. Be encouraged by Hannah's faithfulness. We must pray, meditate, commune, and wait on God. We must fight against the I, me, and my right now syndrome that perpetuates today's society. God and God alone is the answer to everything. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and so much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.